Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Well, hello and welcome to this week's Countryside with Kiri Kermode and Simon Clark. And, well, what a Saturday we had last week at the, the opening of a, a brand new feature. There's, it fits in beautifully with that area that they've created at South Brule Plantation, doesn't it? That's right. They've harvested the trees and now that rough area has been developed into this wonderful skills area. And it really is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, and of course uh, we had representatives from DEFA there and uh, the mountain bike clubs as well, because obviously it's a mountain bike skills area. And they've got little jumps there set up and berms uh, made of wood and uh, a pump area which you'll hear them talk about in the program as well uh, but it was great that um, so many people were invited and so many people were so enthusiastic about it and so many people actually took their kids as well to, to have goes on them That's even right. had a lap myself <laughs> <laughs> That's right, but not only that, if you're not even into mountain biking, you can still go and take a look at what they've done. It is real spectacle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's a nice walking around there. So that's on this week's programme. And also um, connected with that, with the mountain bike success in the Gotland Island Games. That's right, Farmer's daughter Kiri Quayle went to her first Island Games and came back with two silver medals and two fourth individual positions as well. She was absolutely delighted, but a a real beginner at mountain biking as well, so this young lady's got a great future ahead of her. Good. All right, that's all in this week's Countryside. Here it is. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Well, Kerry, what a day it was on Saturday, the opening of a new mountain bike skills area, which... Um, surprised me what was there you know it was a, a lovely day and there was a lot of uh, people who were invited there from the mountain bike clubs from the from DEFA the forestry parts of it and everyone who was involved in making this happen it was uh, great to see wasn't it? It really was it was a good turnout but it's essential for the development of the mountain biking folk on the Isle of Man to develop these skills because as we see some of them go away to the UK to take part in these mountain bike challenges and they're doing very well we are. We spoke to people about various uh, aspects of uh, how this came about and also what it may hold for the future. And the first person you caught up with was the Minister, Kerry. That's right. I spoke to, to Minister Geoffrey Boot and uh, he was delighted with the progress they've made up at the South Barrule Plantation. It's absolutely wonderful and I'm really pleased to be able to open it this morning. It's a great asset to the island. The first skill centre we've got, but as you can see, cyclists coming round, we've got children from four or five up to adults of my age dare I say (laughs) I'm not going to try it myself at the moment but maybe in the future we'll give it a go when there's no one looking but it's lovely for people to get out into the Manx countryside and enjoy it and what an opportunity this is it is it's great and this will prepare people novices and advanced riders for the plantation access that we're affording all over the island new trails are springing up and uh, what better to offer people healthier uh, fitter and fun as well so uh, and some of the young people have just come back from the island games competing in the mountain bike classes they've come back with medals so it just shows that our plantations are benefiting well if you put stuff in uh, lower down it works its way through the system and uh, i i think that's great as well and i'm just looking at this young lad over here he looks a bit (laughs) trepidatious but i think he'll give it a go in a minute (laughs) he's braver than i am yeah absolutely (laughs) 
but a lot of hard work has gone into it from DEFA and the construction and just the, the local mountain bikers, I imagine. Yes, um, there's been contributions from a, a number of parties, which I acknowledged when I was uh, opening officially. We've got had funding from various parties as well, a lot of volunteer yeah. labour. And I have to say, within the department, Graham Watson has been a great motivator in bringing it all together. So thank you to everyone that's worked so hard to bring it to fruition. John Dog, you had a, a very important role here in the South Burial Plantation, helping with the mountain bike setup. I got involved with the joinery side of it. My brother and I had one or two people helping me, but lastly, uh, my brother and I came along here and we did the berm, which is behind us there. That, that was a bit of a technical thing. And we've done what I think is a its shape and its pattern, I think, is very artistic. It certainly is. If our listeners could, could see it, it goes from ground level right up. Would it be three yeah. or four foot, that, John? Yeah, well, at the back, if you ride the back, it's probably about uh, five foot high at the back, you know, on, on, on the, if you're up the top of the boom. But it's just been a great project to be involved with, you know, and there's kids going around here, like something's only about two foot tall and they're on push bikes <laughs> and they go around and they think nothing of it. This is it because they're cycling along here on these wonderful boardwalks yeah. that you've yeah. put together, nailed yeah. them all together and they go in a corkscrew fashion, don't yeah. they, down yeah. and round yeah. and it's to teach them the balance. Yes, oh, it's teaching them everything, the boom and all, but they've got another one that's quite wide and gradually gets narrower and narrower until it's four inches wide. It's only about six inches off the ground, but the last bit, you're basically trying to ride along about 10 foot and keep your balance you know yeah. and obviously if you if your balance goes you, you just ride off it just know it's not not as if it's 10 foot up but it's just teaching skills and the skills you learn for the likes yeah. of here are life skills for want of a better word when you're cycling on the main road you know if, if something happens you have to do a quick swat or something like that you know i think it's it's great it's a fantastic facility and people want to come up here and have a look and and apart from this little bit here there's all sorts of rides through the through the, the forest and you can get away from everywhere you're doing no harm you can ride as hard or as slow as you want it's a facility and it's a fantastic use of the resources we've got because it's here anyway yeah. Why not use it? So you think it's a good idea to have these in the plantation then? Oh, aye, yes. All these plantations, they could have similar things. I'm not saying, you know, berms and all sorts, but open up, make pathways for, for people to go and ride. Well, something to be proud of yourself and your brother there, John. It's uh, going to be enjoyed for years to come, I imagine. Thank you very much. Good admired. David, so this was one of your main ideas up in the South Brewer Plantation today, the mountain bike skills area. Yeah, what it was, some years ago, some people came and spoke to us and said, look, we could do with the skills area in the Isle of Man. We've got nothing like that over here. And so myself and Adam Henderson, both of the Mount Manx Mountain Bike Club, said, OK, let's go and do it. Mm-hmm. So what we did, we, we sat down uh, with DEFA and said, where can we do this? And we worked a few places out and we ended up with South Burrell. And then I went to a way to find some funding. We realised we wasn't expecting DEFA to pay for this. So I got funding from Manx Lottery Trust, mm-hmm. from the Sports Council. The club put some money into it as well. And so did End-to-End Legacy. So thanks to all those people. Brilliant. And that really got the ball rolling. And so we got the plans made up. <laughs> We've got planning permission and it's been quite a long process, quite a long learning process as well. But what we've done is shown that we can operate with DEFA, with other organisations and cooperate together to build something that actually is really good for the Isle of Man, for getting people out and about on their bikes. And that's what we, I, we just want to see everybody on two wheels. That's it. <laughs> well, well, this is it. And you certainly have managed that this morning. It's absolutely teeming here of all age groups. But the materials that have been used are all natural. They were all probably already here. They're all local materials. The, 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 the woods locally were sourced timber from the sawmill. Uh, they're treated as well. 
the wood chippings from the sawmill as well. Yeah, it's all it's all local stuff. Just, just no no miles in them at all, really. To be honest, really. And long term, is this what you'd like to see in most plantations? This kind of area? Not specifically this. We're using this as, as a test example, really. But the idea here is you, you learn and hone your skills here. Then you go out into plantations, and if you go in any plantations here, there are miles and miles of roots being built by volunteers. Once again, DEFA helps with us on that one. DEFA is really good in supplying materials, but we'll actually do the trail building to set standards. And you go into Conrennie plantation there's trails that you go into if you want, you want to go for the Endura stuff you go you go to Kringle plantation South Brule is really good in fact the Marmot plantations you go to Baloo in the north Sky Hill you're coming across bridges and trails and tracks and what's happening is it's also all coming together and this is just just part of the jigsaw so go back to your question do we see one of these in every plantation no we don't need to but this is a good starting point to start from I can imagine some of the scenery is absolutely beautiful and some of us may may never see, have seen it before so it's exploring and finding new places on our island isn't yeah. it when I, when I ride on a Sunday I ride on a Sunday morning generally with, with a friend and uh, our, our task is always ride a trail we've, we've never ridden before and even if it's 20 metres, it's counted as a new trail. And we, and we manage it most, most weekends, we manage it. Really? There are so many routes and trails and little snooks through here you can find. It's, it's quite phenomenal. An island of such this size. I know when people come across a ride here, they go, wow, we had no idea. Nigel, this is a wonderful area here, opened to everybody that does mountain biking, basically. But it's a great asset to the island. Absolutely, yes. Um, it should make people come out and try it, try the skills area. From novices through to experts, they can all improve. A great asset, like you say, to the tracks and the routes that we have on the island. So yeah. it's something that they can just start off with and then grow from here. Do you think many visitors would enjoy setups like this? I think that it's something that they would come to the South Peru. They've got the car park, there's the trails here already. And then this is just an addition. So it's something where maybe the family can come and the youngsters can come. And then the dads or the mums can go and do the bigger trails off the back of it. Um, when the kids are tired out. We're very lucky we do have lots of mountain biking events put on throughout the year. We do, we do indeed. <laughs> and the next one, surprisingly, is the Manx 100, which is the British Cycling Marathon Champs this year over the shorter 100k course. Overall, we have about 110 entrants from the UK coming over and we have the Manx Championships, which is over the 100-mile route, and we've got about 75 entrants in the 100-mile race and about 100 entrants in the 100k race. So it should be a good day out. It's on the 30th of July, starts at half six in the morning from the grandstand. Good golly. <laughs> and we're expecting the winners to finish about 12, half 12 on the 100k, but the 100 miles takes about 10 hours to do. Oh my word. And which one are you taking part in? I just panic in the grandstand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's brilliant to see visitors wanting to come to the Isle of exactly, Man. It's given yes. them the opportunity to put it in their calendar, maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And what we find is from the guys that come across is they're amazed that the island has so much to offer. We have areas that are like the Lake District, areas that are Yorkshire Dales, areas that are Peak District, and when they come, they can't believe that we can have yeah. so much inside such a small area. There's been a lot of development over the years. It's taken a lot of people to, to get it to this standard. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of effort in the back office and the back um, ground that not many people see yeah. Yeah. that takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. Dave and Adam and little lads Aww, and yeah. um, they do, you know, Steve Collins and all the, all the team and Locked and Loaded as well, which is the guys who do the 24-hour race. Yeah. They spend a lot of time doing a lot of work that everyone benefits from. 
but only a small number of people actually do the work. But everyone enjoys it, and that's why you know even the guys doing this sort of work enjoy doing what they do. And like I enjoy putting out, I will put out the whole hundred mile route on my own over a whole week because I enjoy doing that sort of stuff. Uh, yes. So, so well, it's, and plus it's getting you in the wonderful Manx countryside. Indeed. Even in so the rain. Lucky. Even <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> not, today, <laughs> not today, <laughs> but, but no. the rain and the midges. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. We've happened on a glorious morning here and this is obviously something to benefit the whole of the island. Absolutely, yep. Well, Graham Watson, this is an exciting day. It is. It's uh, been a long time in, in the making probably in excess of 18 months, believe it or not. But we're finally opening it today, and it's, uh, it's, it's a wonderful day to be opening it as well. The sun is shining. The amount of people that's come to show interest in it, I think, is encouraging as well. It is. Uh, we, we thought of a, a quiet opening involving a control group, so the people you see here at the moment have been invited in just to uh, demonstrate how the, the tracks actually work. We're hoping later on today that the general public will come in and, uh, and make use of it as well. And the nice thing about it is it sort of fits in with the recreational side of it. You've made just a bit higher up the forest than this. Yes. Southbury has been evolving as a recreational hub over the past uh, probably uh, eight to ten years now. We've got business partners on the, the far side of the forest in Eight Man and Laser Mayhem and uh, Segway. And now this is just uh, complementing that the, in terms of the amenity side. How long has it took in the plan and is it, is it a lot of hoops to jump through to get things like this or is it not bad, it's fairly encouraged? Oh no, it's, it's definitely been a long time in the coming. It's the first of its type on the Isle of Man. We were approached by the Manx Mountain Bike Club probably about two years ago now. But the things actually got started about 18 months ago. It's uh, evolved, the actual design has evolved. We've been working in, in team with uh, a guy called Adam Hedinson, who's a local mountain bike leader and uh, runs Pedal for Progression. But actually, what you see here wasn't always the case. We've liaised with the Forestry Commission in Scotland to get ideas on how they do their, their things over there. And they very kindly lent us uh, the, the grading system, which we see on the, the interpretation panels at the top end of the, of the uh, skills area. So it means that people who come here are familiar with the types of uh, colour schemes that they'll see as in terms of the grade of the actual um, features that you see on the, on the track itself. And what about plans if, if this is used well and uh, the word gets round, will, will other forests and areas of the island be jumping on you for more? I think so and I think it's happening already. I mean we've got uh, several other areas which we have been developed in, in different ways. We've got uh, stuff going on at Archaligan. Lots of volunteer support and, and corporate sponsors to, to get things like play areas and mazes. We've got Archaligan and more trails. There's lots of trail building going on. Conrennie Community Woodlands is another site where we're, there's plenty of uh, things happening and so it goes on. So eventually we've got uh, lots of links across the island which will, will give people various opportunities and different styles of uh, experience. Well Sean Gellin, uh, you are one of the instigators I think helping in the design of this uh, skills area too. Well yeah, the um, Adam Henderson and Dave Guberman come to us with the plans and we very well execute the plans and so I assist Graham when uh, we get out and we get these um, trails built all over the estate really we just visit the sites we talk to the volunteers to see what they want and we uh, agree on a way forward and that's certainly what happened here is it a case of you've got this area and then see what you can design around it or do the people sort of say well we need a bit with a hill here and a bit there yeah we did look at a few sites that within South Brule itself and uh, this was the finally decided upon because this is one of the sites that had to have a uh, some of the trees cleared because of uh, Phytophthora, which is the disease that's killing larch. So uh, fortunately, they weren't actually that big in here, the trees. They're only maybe eight years old, so we'd managed to clear them with a mulcher rather than get the harvester in. So it's quite a level site, so it's suited 
suit what the the plans really. Yeah, and there's corkscrews here made of wood and and jumps off the end. I mean, it's relatively new now, but it looks so smart. And it's something I think that maybe it was needed for the mountain bike fraternity certainly because it's all right going through the streets and normal forests and the, the bits of jumps that are naturally there but when they go into competition i suppose these are the things that they've got to contend with yeah i mean it's exactly what it says on the tin it's a skills area and it's um, the whole idea of this was these are the sort of features you'll find in the different plantations as you go around the island you might not find the boardwalk with the the, the curling and a pump track in our uh, chalagan but at different venues we have bits of all these so it's to get you ready for the whole estate really the pump track is not just for parking your bike up and pumping tires <laughs> no it's uh, it's this it's this little feature behind us here and the the whole idea of it is that the way they're designed you should be able to if you're a proficient rider be able to do multiple laps without um pedaling really you're just using your body and pumping the suspension or it's very good for technique for the fit people then maybe yeah for fit people yeah <laughs> so, yeah the young younger generation can but, ride but you must nicely. be sort of proud of it seeing everyone here today and actually seeing people using it oh yeah for sure and we're always proud to work on volunteers it's something we're doing more and more but we've also had contractors in on this job as well and uh, so, as you can see the the wooden features it's not that straightforward so we had good hand of john dog hollister with that one and uh, we let them let them loose yeah. Let me least with sauna hammer. And what about the, the use of it? Can people just come and, and use it when they want, or is it open at certain times? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's open all the time now. So we've got these uh, clear interpretation boards on the entry, which explains to people what skills level they need for the, the different features around the course, and everything's marked of its uh, relevant colour grade. So it gives people an idea. So there's everything from the tiny kids can come in and ride certain elements off it, but certainly some bits are a bit more technical and more for proficient riders. But don't abuse it. Yeah, don't abuse it. Yeah, we don't want people coming in here and tearing the place up, throwing the benches upside down and, you know, riding riding in a different way to how it's intended, you know, which can quite often be a problem, you know. Some might decide that another bit looks fun if it's coming from a different direction. So hopefully that won't happen. It'll self-police. People are very good up around these areas for keeping an eye on things. It's always busy in South Peru. Always. I was Sean Gelling and Graham Watson of DEFA, David Guberman, Nigel Morris, John Dog Collister and Minister Geoffrey Boot. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Well, whilst I was at the opening of the new mountain bike skills area at South Brule, I caught up with the Director of Forestry, Amenity and Lands, part of Defer, Andrew Sidebottom, and there have been recent social media reports of people lighting fires in forests, and I asked him about the dangers of this. We can face problems at certain times of the year with very wet spells and erosion, or particularly dry spells and the risk of fires and things, so it's, it's all about being very careful what you do and make sure it's all sustainable for fun. Now, social media is a good thing and a bad thing, and there's been some postings on it uh, regarding people setting or making campfires in forest areas and it's not a great thing to be doing is it? It's not really no I know it seems attractive to go camping and and have a fire and sit around the fire but these dry spells everything gets very tinder dry and it only takes a spark and you know you can lose thousands of acres of the uplands then fires can get into the peat you lose peat and the resulting problems for that can be huge loss of stored carbon in the hills the impacts on water quality you know we all all of our drinking water comes out the hills eventually it's uh, 
it's important areas, so it's got to be looked after. One of the things I suppose people don't think in that way that you know a little fire gets into a bigger fire. All right, it's out of control. Let's swing the fire brigade, but it's not quite so easy to get a fire engine right in the middle of a forest somewhere, is it? Absolutely not. No, it's it's not like your your normal street fire, um, which whilst it can take some tackling, it's a very different game trying to tackle a fire in a countryside area. You know. You, dense tree cover you've got wide open hills with gullies and ruts that you can't get fire engines to it's it's tough to get it out and it's a very skilled job actually to control fires in the uplands it's not something that the fire brigade get involved with regularly and actually shouldn't need to get involved in with a little bit of respect for the countryside it shouldn't be an issue yeah we've seen it worldwide haven't we the devastation that these bushfires and things can cause in australia and places around the world as well Absolutely, and you know we've got areas on the island that uh, have been on fire many years ago, and they're still like the surface of the moon in places. It takes a long, long time to recover. So, what's the the message for it? Fires are banned in forests. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, we don't expect people to light fires in forest areas. Equally, we don't expect people to be camping there. They're there to be enjoyed during the day, enjoyed responsibly. You know, if you're out for a ride or a walk at night, that's great. But don't discard cigarette ends or make sparks or fires, basically. What about rubbish in the forest? Is that a problem too? Yeah, it can be. Not not a huge problem. We just ex- ask people to to take it home with them or use bins where they're provided. Again, it's just about respect. You know, it looks a mess. It can be bad for the wildlife and can be a fire risk I guess. All in all it's just a great thing that um, people can enjoy our forests and that we're putting something back for them to enjoy in there and hopefully that people don't abuse it. Absolutely no that's we want people to enjoy the countryside we want people out there using it for fun and for health but uh, yeah just enjoy it and uh, enjoy it responsibly. The message basically is enjoy it but leave no trace that you've been there. The Director of Forestry, Amenity and Lands, Andrew Sidebottom, telling us about the uh, the problems that not just fires, of course, can uh, do when you light them in forests, but litter as well and things like that. And uh, it can be very problematic, can't we? And we mentioned there, Kerry, isn't it, that you see it around the world, you know, in Australia and the bushfires and... Portugal, of course, it's uh, it can have tragic consequences, can't it? This is it, and especially with the good weather we're having here on the Isle of Man at the minute, it is really hot and dry. So you know, it's not out of the question these things can get out of hand. But we are very lucky; people are mindful and use the plantations, and the litter isn't too bad here on the island. Yeah. But it's always something to look out for. It is. Well, it wasn't just the Isle of Man that had the good weather, Kiri. Gotland as well. Yes, it was absolutely lovely at Gotland Island Games, and many of the Isle of Man sports people enjoyed great success. Um, I spoke to Kiri Quayle, a farmer's daughter, to chat about her success in the mountain biking section. It was really good, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a really pretty island, it was quite similar to here really. Yeah, it was just really pretty. Once you left Visby, like the city we were staying in, it was just like pan flat, fields full of flowers. It was beautiful, oh, yeah, really, really nice to ride out around. You were obviously doing mountain biking. Was it different to the Isle of Man? It was quite different in that like it was really dry. Obviously here I'm used to going through like two foot of mud <laughs> and slippy roots and stuff. So it was like dry and like rocky. So that was like something different, but it was good. I adapted. So. And what did you think of the competitions? You were up against some of the very best. The girl that won, she's actually in the World Cup series. So she's like top five in the world. So that was quite interesting. But it's nice to race against people that are, you know, doing so well. But your achievement wasn't just fourth, though. You did absolutely exceptional. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, 
I was tussling with, with uh, the girl in bronze for quite some time, but I just couldn't hold on to her in the end, and that was the same in the other race as well. So oh, no. two-fourths, <laughs> it's pretty gutting, but I couldn't have tried any harder, so I, I can't really complain. Well, that was the individual, but you did come away with two wonderful silver medals, though. Yeah, I was over the moon with that. My two teammates, Emma Atkinson and Emily Luca, they um, got eighth and ninth, so we managed to get the silver team medal in both races, so I was really pleased with that. Getting up on the podium was really quite a nice feeling with the Manx flag. Where did it all start, though? Well, it actually came up on my Facebook today that I got my mountain bike three years ago today. So, oh. yeah, I feel like I've come quite a long way since then. The Manx Mountain Bike Club are really good. Uh, they have, like, a, an autumn series and a winter series, so they hold, like maybe four to six races and then you get ranked in the series so that's quite a good thing yeah. to get involved in and that's kind of where I came from and then in October of 2016 the uh, Island Games started getting mentioned I thought oh maybe I could try I mean it felt quite unrealistic at that point but I thought mm, if I put my mind to it I might actually be able to get somewhere here so I put my name down and said maybe think about <laughs> think about me and uh, I started my training plan with Elliot Baxter in January and since then, I've just uh, yeah kept on improving, really. Has mountain biking or cycling always been uh, like an interest to you? No, not really. Like uh, in my teenage years, well, I'm only 20 now, but like uh, when I was younger, I was into athletics. So I was doing lots of cross country and long distance running, high jump. So I've always been into sport, yeah. but uh, only really in the last two, three years have I been into cycling. But with living on a farm, you would be quite a tough cookie anyway, and especially with uh, three brothers as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely hard and me throwing ourselves over ramps and, uh, <laughs> yeah, skateboards and things definitely made me tough. But you've had a successful year already here in the Isle of Man with winning the Cycle Fest. Yeah, and that was an amazing race. Um, I set out to win and that's what I went to do and that's what I got, so I was just really happy with that. That was a really tough race. The wind up on top of Sky Hill was just crazy. I mean, if you took one hand off, you would have been off your bike. <laughs> so yeah, I was really happy to win that. And I think I won it by quite some margin. So I was yeah. really pleased with that. So do you do an awful lot of training? Because obviously you have to be very, very fit. Yeah, uh, I've got this training plan with Elliot. So it's generally five to six times a week I'm on my bike. And mainly in the week I'm on my road bike, getting miles in on the roads. And then at the weekend I go out with the lads and uh put some efforts in in the plantations and the hills. And do you have many crashes? Oh, I'm known for a good spill. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you hope to go with it? Because obviously you're very new to the mountain biking scene. Have you got ambition to go further? Yeah, well, I've got two more races coming up this year across, and then I've obviously got the end-to-end -end and the Manx 100. So just see where it goes for now. Um, my team manager did mention maybe try for the Commonwealth Games, so I'll try for that and see where where I go. And do you have much many sponsors or, or much sponsorship? Because obviously you've got to travel to the UK as well. Yeah, I mean, it's getting quite expensive now. Like, I'm going away once or twice a month. It's £400 a time. It's really tough. And, like, the, the Island Games itself was at least £1,200. Then you've got the cost of maintaining your bike, your kit. Yeah, it's not easy. And then all your nutrition and stuff. Currently, I don't have any sponsors, so... I'm kind of looking for a bit of help, really. So to come away with the, the two team silvers and two individual fourths, I imagine that's unfinished business to you. I'm pretty good with my fourth, so I want to I wanna go there again and uh, better my positions. I want to get on that podium and the individual. With a busy training schedule, though, Kiri, how do you manage to fit in work as well as everything else? I mean, it is tricky, but uh, I like my sleep as well, so I've got to try and get some naps in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I do a bit of cleaning at Gradle Cottages and I do some uh, deliveries for Hermes and Laxey. And then next week I'm due to start my internship with the Commonwealth Games Association. So that'll be a really good thing to put on my CV. I'm really looking forward to that. That's a massive achievement to, to be part of the Commonwealth Organisation because obviously that's where you want to hope to go in the future. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that'll be amazing. At the moment it kind of seems a bit unrealistic, but then... That's how I felt for the Island Games, yeah. so anything's possible, I guess, if I put my mind to it, to see where it takes me. That was Kiri Quayle, silver medalist from the Island Games. Great success in the Island Games. It's good that um, people you know, from all walks of life uh, compete for the Isle of Man in the Island Games, isn't it? From farming background as well. And uh, just fitted in nicely, of course, with the... She'll be able to go and practice up at the skills area as well. That's <laughs> right. She says that there's some beautiful tracks around the Isle of Man and she gets out as often as she can. But these will certainly hone their skills for future events. And she's real keen and so are a lot of other young people on yeah. the island. Yeah. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Well, there we are. Uh, a, a good mountain bike and outdoor recreational feel to the Countryside programme this week because uh, the new mountain bike skills area that's uh, been opened in South Brule. And it's great that so many people from DEFA and the, um, the clubs are so enthusiastic about developing parts of the forest, isn't it, for recreational use? That's right, and it's all been done by volunteers, and, and they have a little bit of funding. But it's brilliant, and it can be done if everyone works together. Yeah, it's one of the difficult things, isn't it? But also, Kiri's success, I mean, this you know, hopefully will bode for even more success in the future when they've got this sort of area to, to practice on, like the, the mountain bike skills area with, like, Kiri. That's right. She's done. A, she's a prime example of what success this Isle of Man is having, and areas like this can develop younger children. And like you said, there were some very, very small children there enjoying Saturday's launch. It was an absolutely great day. Okay. All right. We'll be back next week with more countryside for you. So from me, Simon Clark. And me, Kiri Kermud. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all-new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click Shaw.com. Love being Shaw. Terms and conditions apply.